the wizarding world of Harry Potter. I don't understand why Cedric Diggory had to die. Ooh, I can't wait to talk about Snape. Nobody was a weak character. I always tease my nephew since I'm Slytherin. Voldemort wasn't the true villain. Well, we're alive. <laughs> we're here. Listeners might think we're not because we haven't been on for, I don't even know, two, three weeks now. Has it been um, that long? Yeah, it's been a while because I was sick and then stuff happened and then the holidays are getting in the way and oh my God, it's been crazy. <laughs> Today's theme is Harry Potter. and Because there, there gonna... are no other, no other Harry Potter themes out there. <laughs> oh yeah sure there's it's, <laughs> it's an unknown series lynn did you know it <laughs> have you ever heard of it <laughs> now let's just put this little little note in here i have never read the books i am basing mine off of the movies only yes we're only talking about the movies because you've never read the books and i've said this before and it's been a very unpopular opinion and i'm sure there's people that completely disagree with me but i believe the movies are way better than the books See, that's always weird to me. It's happened a few times, but it's always weird to me. Yeah, there's I, I there's a lot that I could say that I think movies and TV show adaptations are better than the books, but we won't get into that. But Harry Potter is always the one that I always answer when everybody anybody asks that question. So I didn't read him because it was like a little boy and you know all these kids, and then they were you know YA and all this mid middle well, was it middle grade and a little something interesting about that. If you ever go to look for them at the library, they're not all in the same spot. I guess because it, as it gets the, the, I'm assuming the books are the same as the movies. The movies got darker. But I didn't know that they would be in different sections in the library. I figured, oh, the, the bulk of the series is young adult, but no, the first couple are middle grade. So that was an interesting thing for me to find out. And thank God librarians know that because I never would have even thought that. <laughs> okay, well, before we get into the nitty gritty of the movies, I want to know your order, meaning I want to know which movies you like the best and so on uh number one is probably my favorite because it's got me kind of started and the only reason I even started it was because my nephew stayed over and wanted to watch Harry Potter I'm like well my kids had watched it but I've always been a busy person so I never sat down and watched it with them you know that one got me started, so I, I thought it was so cute. I wanted to go get, like, candles and hang up, up from my ceiling with, like, fishing line and, you know, because like it was so cute. And then my second favorite is actually the last one. I, I, oh. I know that's weird. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, last, the last whole story or the last yes. part of the yes. whole story? Okay. Oh, the last, the last part. The last part. So the last two movies. Um, but the close second, and I don't know which one this one is, but when the bird animal creature was supposed to be executed for biting uh, Malfoy, that one is a close second. That like, was. Because she's using that little time thing. Yeah. I think that was I three. I love that one. Yeah, I love that I one. I want to say that was three because this... that was. Yeah, that had yeah, that was three because that was when Sirius Black came into the pictures. So that's um, yeah, th this isn't like The Walking Dead where I've where I've watched this over and over and over again. Yeah. I just know that I've watched them and I loved that one. I love that little time travel necklace she wore. Okay, so what is your places at once movie? The spiders. Number two, the spiders. They, Wait, that, no, was there was spiders no reason to do one? that. There was no reason to do that to me. No, it had to have been two. Yeah. Well, I 
I didn't dislike any of them. Two is not my, I did. Two is not my least favorite, but it's my second to least favorite. My order is one, three, five, six, seven, eight, two, and four. I do not like four, even the slightest bit. Why'd you dislike it? I, well, first of all, well, we're going to talk about all the movies, but let me get to my notes for number four. The only good thing going for number four, really, for me, is the fact that David Tennant isn't it. <laughs> it's boring. It's slow. My 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 biggest issue with Goblet of Fire, which is number four, is that they're like, oh, we got to protect the kids from Voldemort, but let's throw them into a deadly competition in the meantime. <laughs> That was something that that uh, what's it called where they're they're up in the sky. Um, that trips me out when they do that because I'm like, that is so easy for those kids to fall off them brooms like uh, Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, watch, yeah. Sitting there watching it as a is mom. Cutthroat. I mean, <laughs> I know they knock each other off. I didn't get that feeling with the books, but in the movies, it is cutthroat. I mean, seriously, like how is some of that stuff legal? <laughs> That's watching it as a mom. I'm like, where are their helmets? I will say about Goblet of Fire, which I guess we're going to do this out of order because we're just going to talk about them as they come. Uh, the beginning of the romance with Hermione and Ron is one of the good things about number four, which so a lot of people, so pure. a lot of people still believe she should end up with Harry. But personally, I think it was the right decision. I thought it was the right decision too. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't know if I would have necessarily put Harry with Ginny, but you know, now that they are, like, I can't, I, it, I can't see him with anybody else. But if I was writing, and I don't know if I would have chosen Ginny, but I definitely wouldn't have chosen Hermione either. I love that he was remained part of the family. That was his family. Sorry, but that's his family. And then I liked ron and hermione together like there was chemistry even on the screen like yeah even before i knew anything was gonna happen i'm like oh those two okay you know i was yeah. shipping them when they were little yeah me too it, it was always there and it, it makes it interesting to see i mean i don't know if like i don't know when she decided to put them together mm-hmm. but i know her original choice was to put hermione and harry together so i'm curious like, did she intend to put that chemistry with Hermione and Ron in the earlier stories or not? You know, did it, did it just occur and then that's why she changed her mind? Or, and you Ms. know, Ms. Rowling, if you're listening, we have questions. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. I'm sure more diehard fans probably know the answer to that question. So feel free to email us and let us know. But I just, I don't, I don't know why she ever was going to put Hermione and Harry together. I don't, I don't, it never would have been my choice. Hermione and Harry felt more like brother and sister to me. Yes. Yes. And so I did enjoy um, their connection that they had, uh, especially in, oh, I think it must have been four. Yeah. Cause it was during the Triwizard tournament. So they had the, the Yule ball and I did like um, how Harry and Hermione kind of bonded over the fact that they both had feelings for somebody they couldn't have. Yeah. I did yeah. like that scene quite a lot. Like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like that. I forgot about the ball. I love that. I love and of that course, whole thing. You know, number four. I don't. I don't understand why Cedric Diggory had to die. Like there was no freaking point. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is I remember hearing people talking about Edward Cullen was in Harry Potter, and and, and I'm like, say what now? Like I'd never seen it. I, that was the first time. <clears throat> 
that was the first time I'd seen him as a young actor, not as an adult actor. I was like, damn, he's actually really good. Like he was good back then, but we, you know, we were introduced to him as Edward Cullen for those of us that weren't, you know, Harry Potter fans. So now I understand why people were like, when he came out, he's actually a really good actor. Take him out of that role. He's a really good actor, but I loved his, his part in that. I loved his sacrifice. I, I, yeah, it sucked and everything. And it was dark for a kid's movie, but I, I understood the reason behind it, but couldn't somebody have else have died that we didn't really care about? <laughs> but then it wouldn't have had the same kind of like the Weasley brother. Yeah, yeah. Like we should the, have done spoiler alerts in the beginning. Oh, they all know that the themed episodes are spoiling. They they okay. they learned that with the Walking Dead episode. So if they don't understand it, too bad. <laughs> yeah, I actually it I teared up. I teared up when the Weasley brother died and they asked the twin, like, you know, you, that was like really an emotional scene. He's like picturing my twin brother dead. Yeah. It was easy for me to come up with those emotions. Yeah. Like it was easy for him to go through that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's kind of start in the beginning. So what is it about, like, be specific. What about movie number one is your like absolute favorite parts? favorite parts i think the introduction to because again i'm going into this not knowing anything about harry potter other than the wizarding world of harry potter like i'm an adult i've never read these books i've never watched these movies you know so literally watching this introduction to this fantastical world and how they're going through bricks to get to their train and just literally seeing i guess the imagination of the writer and how beautiful the scenery was you know the cinematography of it it was so clever the way the stairs moved you know it was just such a clever innovative new concept to me because i had not seen it i think the world building was one of her biggest strengths what i'm trying to say um it was it was amazing and i and I started reading the books after the first movie had already come out. So I think that might be part of the reason why I think the movies are better because I saw the movie first and I think people who read the book think the movies are not as good. Um, But I, and it's been a long time since I read the books and I cannot remember the world building being that just fantastic in words as it is in the movie. And I think that's part of the reason why I prefer the movies. I prefer the movies of basically any fantasy, I prefer the movie over the book. And I think that's the reason because it, and as I'm, much I'm as usually the other way. Really? Yeah. Cause I usually, what I come up with in my brain, you know, is, is sometimes way more over the top, mm. you know, I, I, ha- I guess I have a, a problem with translating words into uh, an image in that way when it comes to fantasies and I think it's, I just think it's just too much information to me. So I think it's easy, more easily digestible for me in a movie. Yeah. See, when I'm reading a book, it's literally playing out in my head. As I'm reading the words, it's playing out like a movie in my head. I'm actually seeing the scenery and hearing the voices. And but yeah, the world building. I mean, fantastic. Like that. You like you said, the stairs moving. Who would have thought of that? Like. Yes, it and really the pictures didn't... were alive, and they're yeah. talking. And really, I mean, the stairs moving really didn't have that much of a purpose, but it wouldn't have been the same if she didn't put it. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain, but the, I don't. The think... hat they put the hat on their heads to tell them what house. It just 
being introduced to the world like that, not knowing anything about, you know, like I said, I knew what anybody else would know from the commercials or from people talking about it online. I had not read the books. I had not seen the movies. So I was literally being introduced to this amazing creative world with my little nephews, you know, like, so I'm like seeing it through their eyes and it was, and I remember like when we finished, I'm like, that was so cute. My husband goes, Oh, just wait. I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't know. And it's also, you know, the world building. Yes. But it's also one of the, I would say the best magic systems. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I've, I've read or seen a magic system that is that in depth and realistic. Like, it's hard to say magic systems can be realistic, but that one was to me the most like what would actually happen? You know, lots of times magic systems are just insane and I don't really believe them because I don't think that that's what it would be, but I don't have that problem with Harry Potter. <laughs> I liked the magic parts. The same thing I liked when, I don't know if you've seen Witcher when there was failure, when they failed and something would explode or something would turn into something. Like for some reason, I just love that because they're in school. Just like when I went to beauty school, sometimes we messed up hair. I loved when there was mistakes with the magic. You mean like when Seamus keep blowing everything up? Yeah. I loved him so much. <laughs> I, loved him. I loved him the whole time. I He was one of my favorites. I, I felt so bad for him that he could never figure out magic. But then when the end battle happened, he's like, yep, yes. I'm all here for it. <laughs> Yes. And I tell you that look on his face when he would fail, like, oh, sweetie. (laughs) I just, it was, and it really was such a cute movie. Like, yeah, I mean, there was the little battles and all that, or was uh, uh, Moaning, Moaning, uh, Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle, was she in that first one? No, she was in. Oh, boy. Um, Two? Yes, I believe it was two. With the, the, yeah, Chamber of Secrets. And that was another thing is nothing felt info dumpy. We're literally being introduced step by step through the character's eyes. It was so, and I'm assuming J.K. Rowling had to have something to do with, you know, on the set during the screenplay and and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. It was just so well done. It really was. Like I was being introduced to this world the same time Harry was, you know, like, and I wanted to punch his aunt and uncle in the face. The first, if you ever do read the books, the first book may bother you a little because there is a little bit of info dump. Not too bad, but like the first two chapters, it's like, okay, let's just get on with it already. (laughs) But it gets better after that. Um, I So I rewatched all these movies before we did this episode because I wanted to refresh my memory, even though I've seen them a million times. Um, See, it's only been a couple months since the last one I watched, so. But watching like the especially the first movie watching it now it's just so sad because there's so many people that were in it that have passed away now so oh my many. gosh oh my so one of them was also in um oh my gosh i just uh peaky blinders and i didn't realize that at first like i was looking at her I'm like man she looks familiar and i realized that she's the aunt in peaky blinders she passed away haggard oh, oh, that hurt me because I'd grown so attached to his character. Yeah. I mean, I knew him. I knew him as an actor and other things as well. But like, oh, yeah, that, that made was... me because so, I had just finished those movies when he passed away. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Coltrane. Uh, and then, then John Hurt, Richard Harris, 
so many. I mean, so yep. John Hurt was the guy that played um, Ollivander that he got his wand mm-hmm. from. Richard Harris was the first Dumbledore, which we'll get to that a little bit more yeah. because I want to know which one you preferred. Um, Leslie Phillips, she did the voice, or he did the voice, sorry, for the sorting hat, passed away. Yeah. Alan yeah. Rickman, Snape. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't wait to talk about Snape. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to talk about Snape. Um, the, the guy that played Grip Hook, the goblin, mm-hmm. he died. You know, like, it's just like so many people yeah. have died from especially the first movie. It's a little yeah. hard to watch now, actually. Yeah, we lost um, a lot of people over the past couple of years. Yeah. One of the things I absolutely love about the Harry Potter stories in general is, and a lot of times this doesn't happen with books, <clears throat> especially fantasy books, um, a lot of the smaller side characters were actually more i don't want to say the hero but you know they, they were well fleshed out yeah they were very well fleshed i out. mean hermione was awesome ron you know especially towards the end of the series he was you know starting to save the day neville i mean they're just like all the side characters nobody was a weak character i don't think exactly yes they were all very and i felt like hermione ron and harry were more co-stars i didn't feel i know it was harry's story but it felt like they all were so vitally important to the story yeah and then you throw in the 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 tertiary and secondary every single one of them was so important to the story you know including you know cedric diggory you know that was yeah it was heartbreaking but it was very vital to the storyline. I'd say the only character I can think of that probably could have been taken out and not changed anything was Cho. The, Which one was he? She. It was the the girl, the first girl that Harry wasn't interested in. Oh, yeah. You see, I've, I've mean, already that forgotten. Was, that was only the romantic part. There really wasn't anything else important about it. So Yeah. I've but everybody else, about, so. take one of those characters out and it's completely falling apart. Yeah. You see, again, I've already forgotten about her. So, like, yeah. that's how very little of importance she was to me. Oh, I forgot to ask you. Oh, I, I was going to start with this. I forgot to ask you what house you're in. Uh, <laughs> I always tease my nephews and say I'm Slytherin. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew that's what you're going to answer was going to be. But I don't agree. I think I'm Ravenclaw. Nope, I still don't agree. What are you? Think? I think you're I'm not a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Yes. I'm not a Hufflepuff. Yes, you are. <laughs> you may not act like it, but deep down you are a Hufflepuff. That's, I just had an interview with Brian Cohen. And I was like, I'm actually really sweet. <laughs> See, I'm telling I'm you, deep really down nice. you are a Hufflepuff. And I'm a big I think old marshmallow. You, if you ever watch the um, Fantastic Beasts movies, you'll see yourself in Newt. I know you will. Do you know I tried to watch that movie? I was by myself and... I couldn't get in. Maybe I need to just sit down and watch the whole thing because, you know, sometimes movies are like that, but I couldn't get into it. You watched the first one? Oh, shit. <clears throat> um, the guy that was on Les Mis was in it. That doesn't tell me anything. Um, hold, please. <laughs> the main person is Eddie Redmayne. Yes, Eddie Redmayne. Okay, but there's more than one. So you watched the first one, right? I watched some of the first one. 
And you didn't get into it. I'm I'm surprised. I get, but you know what? I didn't get into Peaky Blinders when I first started watching that. Went back and became obsessed. So it might have been a mood. It yeah. might have been a mood. I think you need. To I'm try like again. that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like uh, the Office. That the show you know I'm obsessed with. It took me three episodes to like actually understand the the humor. And now I've watched the entirety of that show fifty times through. So I might just. It might have been a mood. I, I could understand if it wasn't the first movie that you felt that way about, but the first movie's fantastic. So I do think you need to give it a tra- another chance. Was that a pun? Because it was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> Not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. I have a note here that says Hagrid is the best, but we all know that, so let's move on. <sighs> um, <laughs> the one of the things about the first movie that bothers me is the amount of money that his parents left him. Like, that's just too convenient. The part that bothers me is that aunt and uncle. Well. Dude. How are you going to treat your ne- I I was teasing my nephew because they were watching with me. I'm like, uh-huh. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to put you in the chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of speculation about the Dursleys, especially in recent years. And I honestly, I, during this rewatch, I don't feel this way before but during this rewatch i don't know if it was because i was making notes for the podcast but i can see some of the argument that the dursleys are actually not that bad they're terrible people the the way they treated harry is is horrible yes but if you think about it from like what they have gone through and the fact that they weren't expecting to raise the kid and there are some aspects that can show you why they treat him the way they treat him yes they shouldn't have yes it was all wrong but it just i can see some arguments for yeah they had stuff in their past too that created we gonna have to talk afterwards and talk about this this background because they were terrible people you don't treat any humans the way they treated their own nephew yes they, they honestly yes they were wrong one of the biggest arguments and there is actually a deleted scene from the movie out there not the first movie, it was like the sixth movie or something like that. Um, where the aunt is talking to Harry and she says, you didn't just lose a mother that day, I lost a sister. Which makes sense, but mm-hmm. you would think that'd make her want to be even closer. Yeah. It, it's, it's... This it's is a- coming from a super aunt here. Like, I, my nephews and my nieces are, they mean to me the same my, kid, my own kids do. Like, there's th- This is why I'm saying, especially in recent years, because there's speculation and arguments and it's an ongoing thing, but I can I can see some of the argument for it. Um, and one of the things that I actually found interesting throughout the movies was no matter what they put him through, you could still see that he cares for his family. He still thinks about them as his family. Because there are moments where, especially in, I, I want to say it was movie seven, actually, um, when they had to leave their home. And you could see the emotion on his face that he hated that he had to make them do that. So he still cares about them no matter what they put him through. And I found that that was interesting. That's his family. You still love them. Dogs love you if you beat them. I mean, it's like. And you know. When the movies. We're going to have to agree to disagree because I thought they were awful, terrible, disgusting people. And I wanted to punch them both in the face. I'm not saying they're not. They didn't treat him like shit. I mean, I'm not. I'm not defending what they did to him. I'm just saying that I can see some of their side of some things. Not the way they treated him, but. 
When the movies first came out, everybody was like, oh, Daniel Radcliffe's not acting very good. You know, he's an amateur, blah, blah, blah. You watch him now, and he was actually really good at his job. <laughs> I thought so. I mean, I thought it was... I mean... He was a kid. He, yeah, he was like, what, 11 years old? And yeah, just the emotion babies. he could convey in the first movie was amazing. And the same thing goes for, um, like, Emma Watson. Like... yeah what this is your first freaking movie and you can act like that it's insane they were just babies and i thought i mean yeah they were kids but i thought they were great and i understand i'm probably getting kind of loud and listeners if you're annoyed by my voice at this moment i get it but i'm very passionate about these movies so i sometimes i love it that's me and walking dead yeah it's me and walking sometimes i get a little carried away Uh, okay. So anything else you want to say about movie one? No, I think that's it. I mean, there's only so much you could talk about. One other I just, thing. I thought it was so beautiful. Like, I seriously, I looked at my husband, I'm like, uh, we might be decorating the house like Hogwarts. Like, I was, <laughs> it was just so cool. One, of the, one other thing that I want to say is, uh, and actually I want to ask you if you felt this way too, is did you feel... Like, you kind of wish the whole Voldemort portion didn't happen? Like, could you, did you, like, just want to see them learning magic? And Yes, the Voldemort <laughs> thing got on my nerves quite a few times, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it did get on my nerves a few times. Well, I liked the other aspects. I liked the dynamic between, you know, ooh, scary Snape. And I like, you know, the, the magic systems and the creatures. And the Voldemort thing got on my nerves a few times. Yeah. Well, and my other thing is, which this is just a general note. So, I mean, it has to do with one of the other movies. But my opinion is Voldemort wasn't the true villain. He was Who the continuous was? villain throughout the whole story yeah. of Harry Potter, but he was not the true villain. Who do you think that, was the true villain? That bitch in the pink was the true villain. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh my God, that woman. I, I And I'm so, I never noticed this before. As many times as I've watched the movies, I never noticed that she actually came back. After she was taken away by the centaurs at the end of the movie, she came back. Did she? She was in the ministry when... Voldemort was at his high. She was in yeah, the ministry. Yeah, she was. Yep. I noticed yep. that in this, this rewatch, and I'm like, why did I never notice that before? And I was so pissed. I wanted that woman to be dead. Oh, I, you know, there's there's parts of the movie that I I thought I had it figured out. I thought I had it figured out. Each one of them, I thought I had it figured out, and then it would throw you for a freaking loop every t- like Snape and Sirius Black. Yeah. I kind of here's the thing though with Snape, I you know like the 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 scene where the professor is the the professor of dark arts and he's scared of the werewolf, whereas Snape is throwing himself in front of the students, like right yeah. there, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there's been some professors that, yikes, <laughs> were a joke. Actually, like movie number two, that I I can't even remember his name because he just annoys me so much. The Lockhart. pretty boy? Lockhart, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> why was he ever allowed to teach? <laughs> it was entertaining though. Yes, it was, but it come was entertaining. On. I mean, and he didn't know anything. He was wow. At, with that movie and the, him being a professor, that was when my, my my mind went, Dumbledore, what are you doing? <laughs> because seriously, why was he ever allowed to teach? Hey, I had beauty teachers like that, beauty oh. school teachers like that. Like, how did this person 
get picked to be a teacher. Oh, <laughs> I think that happens everywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. So since we're talking about um, movie number two, which Dumbledore actor did you like better? The first. Yeah. Yeah. See, everybody and says that. And I, I think just, I preferred the second one. I think it was just because I was sad that the real actor, because, you know, Mike and I were talking about that afterwards. It's just when you, when you have to replace someone, not because they moved on in their career, but because they passed away, you get a little nostalgic, Hmm. you know, (laughs) I hate when characters have to be replaced because of death. I hate that. I do think the first actor, um, portrayed the age of Dumbledore better. Yes. But the frailty, the second one was more fun. And I like the second one's performance was definitely dynamic. Um, Great actor, but it was just, you know, I was just sad because the actor had passed away. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd seen him in so many things through my life and anytime a role has to be filled because of a death, it's always sad. So yeah, you had to continue, you know, they couldn't just write Dumbledore off, you know, it's not like a TV show. I, I did. I was glad to see that they didn't go too far away from the first actor like they made sure they got somebody that looked similar yeah because that would have been way too jarring yeah voice and and acting skills and everything like that yeah that was i mean it was close enough that you could almost forget you know almost but yeah it was just it was just sad to me like if hagrid had died during the making and they had to replace him it'd have been the same thing it would have just broken my heart um i have some notes that i didn't kind (laughs) of specify what I meant. So I don't know what I meant. So we're going to skip over this. Um, Number two. What does it say? I don't know. It says room at the ready. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Not, not that bitch. (laughs) I don't, I have no idea what that means, but anyway, uh, movie number two, flying car. Fantastic. Oh, I loved that. Loved, loved, loved that. Um, because it was it was typical teenagers being teenagers, but with magic. Yeah, and it was. I liked. <laughs> I liked how it was kind of like a joy ride, but not like it was yeah. like they were doing it on a necessity, but they were still having fun. Oh yeah, it was typical teenagers being teenagers, but with magic. I loved that because I could almost see myself like if I had been able to do that. <laughs> uh, okay, we talked about the spiders, so let's skip that. <laughs> Mm. Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm poor Ron. Just, just poor Ron. Um, okay. I agree though, Ron. <laughs> the other thing about number two that I love, and see, I said that number two was my least favorite movie, but there are really good parts. And one of those is the introduction of Dobby. Do we have to talk about Dobby? Yes, we do. I know. Oh. It's sad. It sucks. And you know, I was watching the rewatching the movies and I went, my brain went and Lynn thinks I'm a sadistic bitch. <laughs> Cause JK Rowling <laughs> was, was worse. I muted, I muted myself to cough. And so it was a cough laugh. I had to come back on <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know my book called the shift has a, quite a few deaths in it. And Lynn didn't like me for it. And she called me a sadistic was, bitch. Yes, I did. We still have that text memorialized on freaking Facebook. And I, that when I was watching bitch. the movies, I'm like, yeah, JK Rowling was way worse than me. I mean, she killed a freaking owl for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, I, with number two, it felt slower. Yes, It didn't that- feel, it didn't feel as detailed and, and as well thought out as the rest of them did. 
my okay so looking at my notes i think what i can say in my opinion is number two the plot wasn't there but the other little things made the movie yeah yeah. because like my notes say moni myrtle um you know um the creek you know introduction to the creatures you know i think number two it was the little things that made number two but the the general plot just was not there and I, I felt Mo- like Moaning Myrtle got on my nerves so bad at first and then she grew on me. Well, she's supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But I felt kind of like the concept of not the concept of the of um Tom Riddle, but the concept of the Chamber of Secrets didn't work for me because and I don't know if this is just my brain and the fact that I edit books and stuff, but how was it that the chamber of secrets was allowed to be in the castle (laughs) that's see i feel like that was one of those books where i'm not sure how to do this or what to do and you know what let's just do it this way yeah that's that's how i felt too yeah like a writer's perspective that's kind of how well i need them to do x y and z so i'll just throw them in this situation Well, especially since somebody the chamber of secrets was a problem in the past yeah and they just allowed it to continue to be like it just didn't make any sense to me and then there's this right. big snake there that how is it like it just it it just didn't work yeah but the smaller things made the movie like um the discrimination against mudbloods and purebloods yes and, oh um, i loved that the because you know that's and, that's the way it would have been too i mean yeah. that's that's the way especially kids that's the way they are i think what happened with number two is they were trying, or not they, J.K. Rowling was trying to set up the Horcrux storyline and yeah. she tried too hard. So I'm saying it's like, I need them to go do X, Y, and Z, so I'm just going to shove them in the situation. That's kind of how it felt. Like, yeah, I need them to do this, so instead of making it make sense, I'm just going to put them in the situation. Yeah. Okay. Movie three. Let's move on to movie three. Movie three. Time travel. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. I really did. And, you know, you're catching all these little glimpses and you're like, wait a minute. You know, like the noise behind them when they were watching and, you know, all these little things and you're catching on. And then afterwards, oh. And, yeah. And it's funny when you re like the like this probably was like the fifth time I've rewatched it. And knowing everything you know and then rewatching yeah. it, 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 like you said, you're just like, oh, I wonder if that was because of that. Or did yeah. I just catch a glimpse of what I think I just caught? Or Yes, yes. It was it was really, really, really cool like, angle. I loved that. One of the things I loved after I saw it the first time and I knew what was going to happen was when you watch the scene where um, Buckbeak was about to be killed. Yes. You, you wouldn't have even... Like the first time you watched it, you're like, okay, whatever. But the, the second time and any time after that, you're like, oh my god, Dumbledore knew. I think, yeah, like he, he was knew. like, you know, making the minister look at other things because he knew what was happening behind him. And it's, but how, how? Because th- there, that's he's one of the most complex characters of that entire series, books, movies. I again, I didn't read the books, so I don't know if it's like that in the, in the books too, but. He was one of the most complex, rich characters of the whole show. He, see, this is the thing about that a lot of people don't like about time travel is 
you're like, how can he know that they traveled back when he's the one to tell them to do it? Like, people are always focusing on time travel being linear, and it's not. <laughs> uh, you've seen Avengers in time. And game, yes. And, and game. Um, where they're like, yeah, don't step on our butterfly. No, don't talk to ourselves. So everything you've learned was from TV. It's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know me in time travel. I watch things like Doctor Who and stuff. So yeah. I'm all for yeah. it. But like my best friend, she's like, I can't stand time travel because I'm so freaking confused. And I'm like, stop thinking about it literally. Like, <clears throat> this has got to happen so this can happen. But that can't happen before. You know, and, and they're... I don't know. I just, I love time travel. And I, and maybe it's the concept of actually having to think how it works that I like. Well, Outlander, you know, she's from the 40s. She gets brought back to the 1700s and they're trying to stop these specific wars. And I, I remember thinking, well, what would happen if they did? Like, I, I love thinking about that. Con what would happen? What would have changed in the future if they had been able to stop, you know, X, Y, and Z wars? Would we have had a World War II? You know, like, if they had been able to stop these specific wars. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm an entertainment person. I try not to think too much about it. Just entertainment. <laughs> I, I just love time travel. So I was so thrilled to see that that was in that movie, in Slash Book. Um, I also, pop up, where'd you come from? <laughs> I also loved... Yeah, and see, you, you just didn't think about that in the first go around. You're like, no, okay, whatever. Yeah. She just snuck into class, but no, that wasn't the case. Yeah, I loved it. I loved, loved, loved that. Um, and the other thing I loved about that movie was Hagrid as a teacher. Fantastic. Yes, yes. And like absolutely. that was like, oh, Hagrid has finally gotten what he deserves. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and of course, we have to mention the scene of Hermione punching Malfoy. <laughs> you know, I felt bad for Malfoy. Like yeah, the whole time so, I just felt like he was so misunderstood. I don't believe I was that right. Malfoy <laughs> was a villain. I don't believe he was a bad person. I think he just was lost. Like I mean, yes. he didn't know who to follow. He he, you know, felt he had to listen to his father and not go against him and and we'll get into this with the other movies, but even towards where he was actually involved with Voldemort, like you could see like the regret. And yeah, yes. it was, I, 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 up until, what was it? Movie six where he grew up. I know I wrote it down. I wrote Malfoy is hot somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. Movie and six. In real life. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Movie six, up until movie six, I was like, mm, you know, maybe not any fantastic acting from that that actor, but oh my god, movie six changed my mind so much. The just the emotion he could put through, insane. Yes, yes. yeah, I loved just you know he was a typical bully at first, but you start paying attention. You're like, wait a minute. Like you're starting to see these little flashes in his eyes, like something's not right. You know, I I actually, my first thought, and I actually said something to my husband, I'm like, I wonder if he's being abused. Because, you know, a lot of kids that are abused, they act out, you know, kind That's, of, that was my thought. Sort of, at least verbally, yes, he was, because yeah. his father Emotionally, was a yeah. horrible human being. His yeah. mother, on the other hand, not so much. But right. 
and that's one of the things that that's been going around i don't even know how long it's been going around but i've been seeing it on facebook a lot lately that people are like in the end voldemort's fate came down to a mother's love twice yeah because draco's mom lied when she said harry was dead the only other i mean movie three is it's hard to talk about movie three because there's so much involved but i do want to mention that i think that movie three is when the emotion of every i know i keep saying that word but seriously they're emotional movies but i think movie three is when the true emotion started coming forth because of Sirius and everything yeah um and it's just it was such a roller coaster for harry in 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 movie three like his he can be happy but then he's sad and then he's confused and then he's scared and he doesn't know who to trust and (laughs) turn and yeah yeah you know for them being a bunch of kids you know that 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 really they get you as an adult they get you in the heart like your kids yeah. aren't supposed to be able to do that you know yeah not with acting and, and there's so much that they go like they don't go through what the other like maybe the other kids at hogwarts were doing the other kids at hogwarts were just learning and you know until it got to the really bad parts but Harry, Hermione, and Ryan, Ron, Ryan, Ron, <laughs> from the very beginning, were fighting this battle. Like they might not yeah. have actually been physically fighting it, but from the very beginning, yeah. they were going through things that kids are not supposed to do. Yeah, like, which made them grow up so quick. And, like yeah. even even the whole um, Hermione being called a, a, a mudblood. Like she mud should blood. not have oh. to go through that. But. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad that that was included because of the fact that it's realistic. Like even in the magical community, that's going to happen. And again, it's anytime you have any groups of people, especially when it's kids, you know, they're going to find anything they can to break somebody else down to make themselves feel better. So to me, it's like they brought in real world problems just in a different way. You know, kids are still bullied. The thing about kids is they have influence. Like, would Draco have called her that if it wasn't how his father felt? Right. Like, but that's, that's the influence that he's getting. Right. So that's, I mean, that has to, if it, if it was an adult movie, maybe it would have been okay if that kind of stuff wasn't in there because we all kind of just assume it anyway. But when it comes to kids, that's, that's real life. Like they're being influenced to, to feel and say these things. I just kept feeling like Malfoy was like acting out because he couldn't, say how he felt or what you know how he truly felt at home like over and over i'm like man i feel like he's being abused and then you come to find out that his dad is just a jackwad (laughs) so like i was kind of right yeah well yeah because if you think about it it, especially verbally he was being abused because his father was always putting him down or saying Mm -hmm. he wasn't doing the right things or saying he had to he he was being forced to be part of Voldemort's army like he didn't even have a choice manipulated into being a bad guy and he he no see this is what like i kind of want as much as i love harry potter i kind of want the story of somebody else like there is the the side characters are so intense and involved in this series that i want to i want to see their side of it like even just the other students at hogwarts they all fought in the battle i want to see more people's stories yeah, that's why I like book series, though, because they you get to see sometimes secondary character stories, you know, yeah. I love that. I mean, you know, towards the end, we did get like Neville and Luna and, you know, all their stories. But it's just I would I would love to have seen 
one of the students who weren't connected to Harry and how they went through it. I mean, people died in that battle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the loss that they felt and how profoundly and what it did to change their lives afterwards. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. 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 Oh, so many unnecessary deaths in that series. That's, you know, it was like, my husband's like, oh, just wait. When I was like, that's really cute. He's like, oh, just wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here thinking about Hedwig, Dobby, Fred. Um, Oh, my God. Just so many. Just Remus and his wife. And oh, my God. It's just yeah. so unnecessary. There was, well, it was. Nece- I mean, it, it, it drove the story. I mean, that's what we wanted. I mean, but yeah, yes. It was, but. That was intense. I mean, <laughs> I feel like wouldn't they have still had the same reaction if say it was just Fred and not Fred and Remus and you know what I mean? They still would have been pissed off. We'll never know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of, I guess it's kind of like, um, Oh my God, his name just went on my head. That other author that kills people a lot. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, George R. R. Martin. Yes. I guess it's kind of like I always that. tell people don't get attached. <laughs> don't get attached to any characters. I don't, know. I, I, I don't think, I honestly don't think my book was that bad compared to Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, when, when Hedwig dies, I always, every single time that scene happens, I always say, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> why did Hedwig have to die? <laughs> I mean, I understand why she had to die because that's how the, um, bad people that i can't think of the names of right now discovered which one was actually harry in that movie harry That's, yeah that was the purpose of it i get it yeah but, <laughs> when animals die i'm just i'm done <laughs> i'm just pissed off at that point <laughs> okay, they're not well, we, real yeah 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 we finished they're we already really talked about them. four in depth so let's skip four although the only other thing i will say about four is Dumbledore's reaction when Harry's name came out of the goblet always makes me angry. Because he was, I mean, he was scary. Why did that make you angry? I don't know. I guess maybe because it made me, like, up until that point, he seemed like a father figure to Harry. Oh, okay. And he kind of, I mean, he scared Harry, like, a lot. <laughs> and I, I mean, I get that it's probably because he was afraid for him because he wasn't supposed yes, to exactly be able to it. enter it. But yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like his reaction. I, I wish it had been more of a let's whisk Harry away and find out what happened thing rather than. But just... the thing is, as a parent, you get scared, and we don't always do the right thing. We don't always say the right thing. We react just like any other human when True. we get scared. True. So he reacted the way a per- parent would have been. When they found out their kid was going to be in harm. See, that's, and they can't the, stop that's it. another reason why I just did not understand um, the, the the whole tournament. Like, you're worried that it's too dangerous for young people, but let's just throw everybody else in it and not worry about what happens. Right. <laughs> they die, they die. I only care about Harry. <laughs> He's the only one like, that matters here. The tournament was like, and it felt like the tournament, yes, it was because they ended up having the goblet ended up being a port key. But it just felt like the tournament was completely unnecessary to the plot. It was entertaining. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I just, I don't know. I don't like number four and we're moving on. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not letting you talk much. Is there anything that you're wanting to say that I'm interrupting? No, I'm just, I'm listening and, and interjecting because I didn't sit and rewatch them all. So I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, well, if there's anything you want to say, just tell me to shut up. No, no. Oh, it's the sorry. Walking Dead episode. This is this is your Walking Dead episode. Oh no 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 no! The next episode, <laughs> the next episode will be my Walking Dead episode. The next uh, episode, prepare to be on for a while because the next episode is you are going to interview me about Supernatural. Oh, Lord, I got it. And if I you really think if up. you think I am passionate right now about Harry Potter, just wait. <laughs> I send you cute videos, but no, I like the original better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's talk about number five which one was five order of the phoenix phoenix um okay so I, I didn't even have time to go back and rewatch so but it's still fresh because it was all over the summer that i watched order all of, the of phoenix these was when they brought Harry, and remember, they did a little magical spell, and the building split to enlarge it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, this is the one that has Umbridge in it, the woman in pink? Yeah. Okay. Um, we already talked about Hedwig, so we're ignoring that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, I found it very interesting that Dudley, his cousin, went from just being a nuisance to being cruel. And I, I always felt he was somewhat cruel. It felt to me like he was learning more from his parents. Yes. Like, okay, well, if my parents can do this, so can I. Because I think he, it, like we said, parent influence. And I think that was mm -hmm. shown in this movie because he went from just annoying Harry to actually saying something about his mother being dead. And yeah. I felt like that was like completely out of bounds. Like it was just way more cruel than he was in the earlier movies. And I yeah, felt like that, that older. Yeah, I felt like that that was really a sign. I mean, we don't see Dudley much, but I still feel like that was a big sign of character growth, but in the wrong direction. <laughs> It was to me, it was like, well, if my parents can treat you like that, so can I, you know, that's, that's yeah. how I felt. Well, and the friends he was with who were, weren't that great either. Cause they were a yeah. bad influence too. But then I, yeah. and I don't, I felt like it was unfair. It was unfair. Everybody knows it was unfair that Harry got in trouble for trying to save Dudley from the Dementors. Everything is blamed on Harry though. That's yeah. the thing is they literally and blame everything on harry that family is awful well it wasn't even the family it was the ministry like he had it to was everybody and everything but yeah. i feel like the whole concept of underage people not being allowed to use magic outside of hogwarts is counterproductive like why are you teaching them how to have magic and how to use it if and they're not allowed to the use world. it <laughs> like and it wasn't like they were just making themselves wealthy yeah. you know <laughs> i mean you know that there's dementors and other bad things out there they should be allowed to defend themselves but no because they're quote-unquote underage you tell them they can't like what's the whole point of hogwarts then <laughs> if they can't use well, their magic they're until they're of age they're trying to teach them safety it's you know it's like gun safety you don't want your kid to go out there and just start shooting without your supervision but Again, he was using it to save someone. So why would you fault him on that? I, I guess 
I don't know, maybe this is just the underage thing that bothers me. Like, why was that put in there? It, I think it was just like a um, plot To device. establish rules. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was just it was to like establish rules. Because if, if they yeah. were allowed to use magic um, outside of school, they probably wouldn't have had to do what they had to do in most of the stories. Right. Right. See, this is one of the things, and I have this problem with middle grade and YA quite a lot. It's too convenient sometimes. Like that's girl, that's a lot of books. <laughs> well, yes, granted, I feel it, I feel it a lot more in middle grade and young adult. It 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 feels. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain. I feel like maybe the authors rush it too much. Like they didn't take the time to think of a better way of doing it and they just went with what was convenient and i also I, well i think because a lot of times too those books are aimed for a certain age group that if you go too complex the, the kids might lose interest in it true and and you in, know in the middle grade first couple of books yeah okay i get it it should be convenient because it's middle grade but as it got later and he got older i just felt like it should have been a little bit less convenient and, and like we're skipping around again but like the the horcruxes <sighs> Yeah. They found those awfully easily. Like But again, these these are not meant to be for 40-year-old women. No, I know that. But if Voldemort, uh, maybe I'm just analyzing it too much, but if Voldemort made horcruxes and wanted to them to survive so that he could survive, they should not have been that easy to find. No. I mean, the um Ravenclaw's crown, that was a little difficult. But everything, like, they found so many Horcruxes, and we didn't even see them all. But they found so many, and so conveniently. Like, and it was only, what, maybe a year that it took them to find them all? I don't know. It just seemed too convenient sometimes. But that might be my issue. I've read books like that where the very end of it's like, oh, well, they're gonna die, and all of a sudden this person just magically appears from nowhere. One of the things about Order of the Phoenix, movie number five, that I really enjoy is Fred and George character arc. Yeah. The fact that they dropped out of school and started their own business was the perfect character arc for them. Like they didn't, they didn't belong in that school. They, they were independent and they, you know, they had their own thing going. That was like, they were little rebels is what they were. Oh my God. That was like the best scene in that whole movie is when they dropped out of school and the fact that their parents basically support it, it's yeah. just oh, it was just such the perfect character arc for those two, and it they, pisses they me off. My favorite side. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were two of my favorite sides. Yeah, I just and like you said, the the rebellion of it of yeah. dropping out of school because of what was because of Umbridge and everything, all the rules and stuff, like. Just perfect. And honestly, I don't feel like any of the other characters' character arcs were quite what they should have been. Like, for the most part, yes. But nobody's was as perfect as Fred and George. I love those two. I just, the whole dynamic of that entire family. I just love that family so much. There's so many of them, too. I know. (laughs) It's like you turn a corner and all of a sudden Ron has another brother. Yeah, popping Poor them kids Jimmy. out. <laughs> popping the, them kids out, man. It's snowing here. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I don't. I'm know. just sitting here watching it out my window. It's not snowing here, but it's cold. Um, okay. What did you think of Dumbledore's army? 
Gotta remember Dumbledore's army. Harry was teaching them magic. In the rumor requirement. Girl. Oh, in that secret room. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. I, it was almost like a, a separate movie. It kind of felt like a different, um, almost like a different feeling, like a different uh, genre there for a second. The way they, you know, they like would sneak off and all of a sudden it was like a different group and the dynamic felt way different than the rest of the school. Yeah. Like the connections, you know what I mean? Like it almost I, felt more adult. I kind of felt. Anytime they went into the room of requirement, I kind of felt that there was a freedom that came over them. And not just because of, you know, all the rules and stuff that were going on at Hogwarts. Right. But I feel like it was, they were taking charge of their own destiny. Like their own teachings, their own, anything that they did in that room of requirement was their decision. They were taking if charge. It had, if it had a theme song, it'd be, we're not gonna take Basically, it. Basically, yes. Yeah, it, it just felt like that whole little group, that little army was just almost like completely opposite of the rest of the school. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say here, but I really, really liked that. I liked once they snuck off and then Malfoy trying to figure out oh where my the God. hell everybody went. That was funny, but the funniest part was when Filch was trying to catch them and he, <laughs> he was thwarted every single time and he actually ran into the thing. Oh my God, it was so funny. Yes. I loved that. I always, sometimes I felt bad for Filch because like he's a grumpy old man, but he's also very loyal to like Dumbledore and the school. And to the school, yes, and to the school. <laughs> it's just everything was against him the whole time. I liked his character. I did too. But that's probably because I'm old lady. <laughs> oh, uh, my chair's squeaking. oh we haven't even touched on my favorite character oh my god what is wrong with me oh my god who's your favorite, favorite character oh uh, i can't remember her name now <gasps> but it's your favorite oh my tisk, god why tisk. am i blanking <clears throat> i love dobby mcgonagall oh my god Oh, oh, I, I love, love her. that woman. <laughs> I love her as an actress anyway. Yeah, me so, too. But McGonagall's yeah. character is oh, on point. I love that woman. Everything she does, I love her. And it, like, especially in what was, was that the first part of the last storyline? I think it was movie seven where she, um, oh no, maybe it was eight. It might've been eight. Uh, where she enacted those soldiers that were on the castle. Yes. And she goes, I've always wanted to try that spell. Like, it was just... Yeah. <laughs> Very childlike. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, do we have to talk about this? I don't want to talk about this. Anybody who's seen movie five probably knows what I'm going to say. Why did Sirius have to die? Dude... You know that we they made us so scared of him. He's this escaped insane person, and oh, oh, I loved I it. Well, that, he's a Gary Oldman's a remarkable actor. Anyways, yeah. I think he's probably one of the best actors in Hollywood ever. When Sirius died, oh, that hurt my heart, and not that doesn't mm -hmm. often happen with me with movies because usually I'm just like, well, you know, it's part of the plot. But oh my god, it's like. Harry just got him. Like he yes. just found family and then it, that that's you know, it's like every time he found someone he loved, it was like they they got ripped away from him. Yeah. 
you can almost feel him clinging to the, the Weasleys and clinging to, to and Hermione out of fear of losing that, them as well. That scene when I think it was Remus that had to hold him back while he was devastated. Yeah. Oh my God. That was like the acting, the acting from chops, Daniel Radcliffe was, yes. uh, and it, it wasn't even sound. Like the scene didn't even have sound, but you could just that, see it. That makes it more to me when you can't hear it, but you can imagine it. You can imagine yeah. that heartbreak. Yeah. It's, uh, you remember Lord of the Rings when we thought, um, what's his face went down with the dragon and they're, they're all screaming, being held back. You can't really God. hear much. That the, is gut wrenching. Uh, we may have to talk about Lord of the Rings at some point because the emotion in Lord of the Rings, it's, yes. it's, I don't think there's any other movie I've ever watched where the emotion is just always like right at the surface. Like there's always something happening in Lord of the Rings that's going to make you break. And it doesn't hurt that Vigo is so fine in that movie <laughs> or movies. But we're talking about Harry Potter. Sean Bean. <laughs> it's funny. Sometimes I think like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings kind of get lumped together sometimes because they were such a big thing right around the same time. Well, and it's just both fantasy worlds yeah. too. So, so different though. So different. Like <gasps> I love them both, but they're so different from each other. Let's talk about Half-Blood Prince, even though I don't have much to say. Let's see. Which one was that one? Half-Blood Prince. The one where he gets the school book and it has like all the notes written in it. And Ah, like, yes. yes. I loved I loved the book. The book thing was cool. There was cheats in it and like he was discovering new things. That to me, that, that one is where it really started turning darker. Yes, that it did. Is, yeah. Um. But I don't, I don't love it. I don't love the Half Blood Prince storyline. What what didn't you like? I, it, it, I'm really not sure what it is about it. I'm not sure. Maybe I always think it doesn't make sense that it was Snape that was the Half Blood Prince. Like it kind of came out of nowhere that that was who it was. Um, There's always been something about Snape, though. Yeah. So. And I don't know, I just kind of felt, I, I think what was the problem was movie six, kind of like movie four, was the downhill of the roller coaster, if, for lack of a better metaphor. It was not, like, we have, like, one through three or, oh, exciting, building, building, and then four, eh, boring, go down the hill, and then five, back up the hill. But six, we went back down. Like, it was six. Six was more... Um... I'm trying to think not academic is the word or dark academia that'd be a good word for it I did it, feel the good thing about six was it returned to what number one was which was magic and learning and yeah. school and yeah I did feel I that. think it was imperative to move the story along the movies along um we we just got more insight we learned more about these teachers we learned more about why you know they do certain things that they do mm-hmm. you know I, I thought Snape was one of the probably the just most complex characters of the entire series. Because yeah. the whole time you have this one opinion about him. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel that. I also felt that about Hagrid. Um, oh, Because like you just, every movie you learn something new about Hagrid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am Hagrid with the bringing home all these fuzzy animals and they're all creepy. <laughs> like with the exception of the spiders. Oh, I totally would have had all them creatures too. Like. I kind of wish we had seen more about the centaurs. 
Yeah. They were just they, that was just kind of a small thing. I wish we had seen more. I was hoping somehow they were going to get brought in to become like fighters for, mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the, you know, the fighting and all that. I was really hoping like a flack of them was going to show up or something, you know, the like same- if you ever seen Avatar where they've shoom come in, like I, I was hoping Avatar. for something like that. I won't watch Avatar. Oh, we won't do that. Um, the thing about movie number six that I real that it's kind of the saving grace for me. And it's only one scene. But the scene where Harry takes the liquid luck and he is basically acting like he's drunk is so (laughs) hilarious. Every single time, no matter how many times I've seen that scene, I laugh my head off. (laughs) Especially like after he takes it and he goes to see Hagrid and the spider has been killed. And he he was like, and he felt like mimes the fangs of the spider. It's just so funny. And I keep then muting my my side. I keep coughing. That's fine. And then one of the things that uh, Half Blood Prince did do for me, which I I I got a re- resolution of this with the Fantastic Beast movies, but it made me very curious about Dumbledore's past. Dumbledore, I felt like they could have done a whole whole lot more with him. Um. I don't feel like he was as flushed out as some of the other ones. Well, here's the thing. I got my, for the most part, I got my resolution when it came to my curiosity of him from the Fantastic Beasts movies. Because they're in the past. Maybe I need to go back. Because, like, even McGonagall, like, I I feel like I had a true feeling for her. Snape, you know, he was so complex. There was, like, all these little layers of onion. But Dumbledore, like you said, it's, I'm still curious about Dumbledore, even all the way to the end. I think it was intentional because I think he needed to have an air of mystery to him to do what he did, like to drive the plot the way he did. Well, and you know, I guess they don't want to know too much about him because it kind of ruins everything else, doesn't it? That I am the man of mystery. I am the man in, in control. You don't know how strong I am, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah I never, I never truly felt like I knew Dumbledore. You need to watch the um, Fantastic Beasts movie because we you learned so much about him in those movies. No, I did, like I said, it might have just been a mood that day, like because I really loved Harry Potter, so might as well go try that one out. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Fantastic Beasts has something Harry Potter doesn't, and but it should let me try to explain. <laughs> well, let me try to explain this. As much as I have a crush on people in Harry Potter, not necessarily Harry, but there is nobody in the Harry Potter stories to me that compare to Newt's sto- character in the Fantastic Beasts movies. Oh my God, Newt is like, <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> I'll have to go watch it. What's his name? <laughs> Daniel something? The actor? In the Harry Potter movies, it's Daniel Radcliffe. In the Fantastic no. movie- Beasts movies, it's Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's a brilliant actor. Anyways. Oh my god, yes, oh, yeah. I love him. So anything he's ever been in, I've loved. Just for those listening, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not sick. I just had to record a podcast earlier. I have a naturally raspy voice, so if I talk a lot, I blow my voice out. So I'm letting Jen go crazy and just interjecting my little opinions and thoughts here and there. We're flipping. We're flipping responsibilities here because flipping in the, walking, the script. Yeah, in the Walking Dead episode, <laughs> you were the one doing all the talking. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Um, should we talk about seven and then eight, or should we just talk about seven and eight together? 
seven and eight together because it's kind of a okay. continuing story. Um, well, first of all, the very beginning just broke my heart when Hermione had to obliviate her parents. I can't even fathom what she had to go through to, you know, the, of course the character, not the actor itself, although you have to pull emotional things out of your own life to do that. But I always tell people when you're thinking about different movies and stories, put yourself in that position, you know, put yourself in that position. I just, the fact that that was something she had and, and my brain, when I was watching this redo this time when I was watching it for the podcast, um, I was, the question in my mind was what happened when the battle was over? Like she Did didn't she have her back? parents anymore because yeah. you can't give them back their memories. I don't think. Yeah. So maybe they could. That's what I would, would love to know is, was she able to go back and change it all back? So since we're talking about seven and eight as a whole, one of the things that really bothers me is the jump from the very end of the battle to 13 years later. Yeah. Because there's was so jarring. much we didn't, there's so <laughs> many answers we didn't get. That's like, so many times these series, book series, movie so, series, anything like that. And I, I feel unsatisfied. I feel, ins- and that, that was like that. It's like, okay, but what about this? What about this? What about this? That's great. They had a happily ever after, but <laughs> you know, I, I did like just, seeing though that they, you know, Jenny and, and, and Harry and Ron and, Hermione, yeah. I liked seeing that. And I, I liked the scene where Harry and Draco latched eyes. I, I yeah. liked seeing that Draco came out of it in a good way. Like that yeah. he's happy and Yeah. Yeah, I did I did like that. But I just felt like there was so much that we missed out on that we could have gotten. And I don't know I, I guess there was a rumor at one point that she was gonna write Harry's son's story. And I kinda wish she would. Because I think That'd that would answer cool. a lot of questions. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, there's there's a, you know, all these deaths that happened through, and then especially during the battle, how did everybody else come out? Right. What, That's why what I'm did saying. they suffer I really, through? You know? I really wish we'd see some of the side character stories because mm-hmm. of that. Like, yeah. I mean, you can infer that Neville and Luna got together and probably had yeah. kids and everything, but how did they handle, like, the aftermath of everything? Yeah. We don't see that. Because um, they were, they were just, think about it. They were like high school kids yeah. going through this, yeah. you know, losing friends, you know, best friends and having to kill, you know, like it, it was that it did get dark for being a YA. It, it did get real dark. I loved it. I loved the action and the fight, all that stuff. But what happened to their psyche? Did they continue with magic? Did right. they... You know, do they come back and be teachers? And like, there was a lot that was left well, open. But I did like, I, I I did like watching who the heroes were in the end. Oh yes, the last two movies really epitomizes what I said about the side characters. Yeah, so many of them were such big heroes in the final battle. Like yes. Neville, I don't think I ever would have saw that coming. <laughs> who we would have thought of as as cowards were the first ones to step yes. up and they were ready you they, know oh the stuff that they revealed about themselves in those last yes. two movies fantastic you know they say that that courage is you know doing something in the face of fear and even though neville might have been terrified and he always everything was wrong he was he was ready let's yeah. go 
Yeah. You know, it was just, they stepped up so much. And yeah. like Ron's mom, when she mm-hmm. killed Bellatrix, oh, that woman, yeah. she has a dark side. <laughs> that's the mama bear right there. Yeah. That's I looked at my husband. I said, mama bear. As soon as that's the first thing I said, and mama bear. I, I kind of really, really love that she was the one to kill Bellatrix and yes. not like Harry or anybody. Cause yes. like that was uh, perfect. I, just I don't think that. it would have been, I don't think it would have been as satisfying. No. And I, being as much of a villain and as much involved with everything as Bellatrix was, you would think that it would be Harry be, to be the one to defeat her based on, you know, the story. Right. And the fact that it wasn't. Can, can was we just very do a clap, though, for Helena, Helena Bottom Carter once again for yet yes. another brilliant performance? That woman is insanely talented. The she scene is so brilliant. Where she had to pretend to be Hermione, pretending to be her. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my God. That is like. Mm-hmm. I, I think that might be the most well acted scene in the whole franchise. Was Seven when she was torturing Hermione? With uh, Ron and Harry in the basement? That was, yes, that was seven because that was right before oh Dobby died. Oh my God, those screams. Yeah. Oh my God, those screams. Again, just hats off to, to these these kids, yeah. these actors. Yeah, that, I know they're that, adults now, but they were kids. And... I actually cringe when she screams like that. And yes. like, no matter how many times I see it, I cringe because you can just feel the pain from those screams. Yes truly blood curdling screams but yeah i think i think had anyone other than mama weasley it just would not have been as satisfying you could almost like the the scene from alien get away from her you bitch that's you know that's how i felt was like mama bear came out not my kids yeah you know those were all her kids those were all her kids oh my god so i'm very glad that ron's mom made it to the end because she really became harry's mom yeah. Like, even before he became Ginny's boyfriend or whatever, she was his mom. Like, yeah. the, like kind of from, like, the second she met him, he was She was just a mama. Yeah. Like, you need a mama? Here I am. And I felt like when she was fighting, these are all my kids. Yep. You know, like, that's, I mean, that's my kids' friends call me mom. Like, I am mom. I will fight to my death to protect you. And that was Mama Weasley. She was ready to throw down. And like you said, Harry was her son. Yep. That's it. You're mine. I, I You're mean, my Hermione, baby now. Hermione was her daughter in the end, too, which yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. liked because of the fact that she did have to obliviate her parents. Yeah. Um, which, again, did she get to go back and restore? No. Like, I would love to know. <laughs> uh, oh, one of the things I was going to mention that before we moved on and got distracted, uh, you know how you said that you wanted to know whether they, like, moved on to become teachers and stuff? Yeah. The books do kind of explain where they ended up. Um, Harry becomes a aura. I'd love Neville. I would love Neville to be a teacher of the dark arts. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that would be cool. I think um, I'll eventually go back and read the books because I did like the movie so much. And I, you know, my imagination goes crazy. I think you'd be okay reading the books if you kind of separate it from the movie. Yeah. So if you read the books in a way where you're just like, okay, I need to know the nitty gritty that we didn't see in the movie. Right. And I think right. you'll be fine. But the well, second like Outlander. Start- I love the show Outlander and I went back and read the book and I'm like, man, I'm glad I watched the book for, or watched the show first because of the, the names and the pronunciations. Yeah. But I love the book. That's part of the reason so, that I really like fantasies and movies too. Cause like 
we had to read The Hobbit in high school. And <laughs> there's just so much involved and so many characters involved in The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books that I could not keep them all straight. But when I watched the movies, I had a blast. So that's most of what I had to say. Um, the other thing that I wasn't entirely thrilled with is Harry being a horcrux. Like, I get it, but I don't it know. It made just, sense to me. Yeah, it made it sense. It totally made sense to me. It made sense, but I'm not sure I was really satisfied with that storyline. I don't know why. It just kind of falls flat for me. Yeah, it, 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 I kind of assumed that he would be. Like, I, I kind of guessed it. You know, when they were looking originally for the Horcruxes. Well, like you said, it makes sense, but it just, yeah. I don't know, just the concept kind of flat, falls flat for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just that they glossed over it a little bit in the movie or... Or maybe because it was convenient. I, like you you would assume anyways that that's what it was going to be. So maybe I, that's where it got you. I don't know if it was convenient. It was convenient the way that he was able to get past it because, okay, he dies, he gets rid of the Horcrux, but... <laughs> Um, I don't know. It just, it fell a little flat for me. Um, I want to, I want to bring something up that just popped in my head that I laughed about every time was Hermione's purse. Oh my God. I want that thing. <laughs> like <laughs> I told my, my husband's like, you need that. Cause I've got everything in my purse. You need it. I got it. I got it. First aid kit pills. I mean, I was, I was about ready for her to just pull house out of the damn thing. <laughs> If you needed something, that little bitty satchel, she bloop, pulled yeah. it out. I, how, it reminded me of Mary Poppins is what it reminded me of. How Yeah. How she ever found anything in there so easily while Harry had to use magic to find anything is beyond yeah. me. Yeah. It just, I, I know that's like not on seven and eight. It's the whole kind of follows along, but I just loved that. That that was one of the most clever little things was that little bitty bag and the thing she'd pull out of that. It kind of. But yeah, as, as a whole, what stuck out the entire thing, like, Almost if there was a theme was family for this oh, yeah, whole thing for sure. was family. You know, he didn't really have a family and what he did have died off, but it was like he built this family out of the school. It was family and it was also kind of like an inner strength kind of thing because yeah. he, I mean, there were so many times that he could have given up and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Because like, and even with the the secondary characters, I mean, they even showed their their inner. We were talking about Neville being like the first one to step forward, like let's do this, let's go bring the smoke, you know, like it, it just showed that you're you're capable of more than you think. You know, family can be found. You know, even if you have no family, people can love you. Because he got himself a mama. You know, he got him the best friends and and people that you would not have thought would have been the heroes of the story. They're ready. They're ready to let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, th there was definitely, in addition to how well the world building was done, the character growth was done very yes. well. And yes. not just the main characters, just any character yes. we saw any little portion of, the growth was just yes. realistic, honestly. Because it wasn't, there was no perfection. There was no, like, I'm going to give up because it's too hard. It was yes. a, a perfect balance. Well, people talk about Twilight where, you know, Edward walks away and she curls up in a ball and she just shuts down. Whereas Hermione's like, nope, onward. Let's go. We got to keep going. We got to keep fighting. Well, she see, lost her love, but she kept going. They have moments like that. Um, I mean, back to, to movie four, when Cedric died, Harry was devastated. And there was yeah. a moment there that you wondered, 
could he get through this? Could he do this destiny of his? And he did it. I think a lot of that was guilt too, though, because he more or less sacrificed himself for Harry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think that was a lot of survivor's guilt there too. Like he died. Everybody around me dies because of me, you know. Yeah. Talking about character growth, going back to uh, Malfoy. You know, he's introduced as this bully and he's actually a very rich, you know, intelligent, caring character that we just didn't get to see because of the bullshit. There's, um, see this thing, this Harry Potter franchise is going to go on forever because it's been years and years since this thing ended and people mm -hmm. as as recent as like last month people are coming out with theories about things it's just it's well and it's i so just complex. discovered the movies in 2022 i mean yeah. again my kids watched it my kids read the books but i didn't because you know i'd turn it on for them and i'd go do whatever i was doing or i'd fall asleep on the couch because i'm exhausted but I discovered it at 45, no, I'm 46, but 45 years old I in think. 2022. So this is definitely an, an, an enterprise franchise, whatever, that will continue to live on. Yeah, I think uh, Harry Potter gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, it's kids doing magic or, you know, it, it, and even some of the stuff I said about like how it's so convenient and stuff, it gets a bad rap. But if you really pay attention to the movies, they are so complex and just brilliant i mean mm -hmm. oh it's just fantastic well and you even said re-watching it you find new things yeah well like one of the mm -hmm. theories that have been coming out lately is there's a scene in goblet of no chamber of secrets the second one in the very beginning when they're in the bookstore and lockhart is signing books um there's a theory that the page that draco ripped out of that book made it to um Hermione in some way we never see it but they there's a theory that he like warned her about what was going to happen because why else did he rip out that book and put that right. page and put it in his pocket so right. like just, it's just the little things like that that people are just latching on to now and I love it That's, because there's never that really whole, one answer yeah that whole thing of you know of being a, you know we're authors as well to have people sit and want to dive into the minds of the characters, you know, you want to find their, their motivation behind certain things, whether it's in the movie or in the TV show, that is brilliant. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, you know, in the past, I never really paid attention, but if you watch it now, after seeing yeah. it for so many, so many times and for like watching it so closely, like I was to make notes I never really noticed how much Harry actually still cared for his family after everything they mm -hmm. put him through. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all he has left blood wise. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you, you want to cling on to what you know and he loved them. And I, I think in their way they loved him. They just didn't know how. Yeah. That's, that's but I still think they're assholes. Oh yeah. They, 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 they didn't handle it well in the slightest, No, but I no. do think maybe not so much Vernon, his uncle, but his aunt definitely had some feelings for him in there because he was her sister's kid. Yeah. Um, yeah to, just, to the uncle, he was just a burden. It kind of makes me wonder like what would have happened if she was a single person and she had to raise right. Harry? Like would he have been treated or better? Or even a younger woman, no kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and again, we're sitting here picking apart a fiction story. That just shows how brilliant this whole thing is. Oh, yeah. Because there's books out there and movies and stuff out there that 
you watch it and you're like, okay, that was cute. That was a good story, but you don't think right. about it after the fact. Whereas Harry Potter, the first movie came out, what, 21 years ago or something like right. that? And, and I'm just now still, watching it. Yeah, people still think about it and still analyze it. And it's not just a movie. It's not just a movie about a kid who, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's Well, and really, I've heard people say that they won't let their kids watch it because of witchcraft like or Hunger Games because it's children ki- killing children. I'm like, you really got to look. Uh, Walking Dead. It's about zombies. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Yes, there's magic in it, but it's beyond. It's not because they're doing witchcraft. It's because that's how they were born. Mm-hmm. That's what's in them, and they're learning to live in this world with something extra in them that is dangerous. And they're learning who they can trust and not trust. And you know, it's it's so much more complex than children doing witchcraft or children doing magic. You know, walking dead is more than just zombies. It's so complex and so rich. So well done. So well done. People who watch a movie to watch a movie don't really get the full like enjoyment out of it because like, I think you have to, I think you have to analyze it in some way to really enjoy and be immersed in the story because if you just watch it and you're just like okay yeah whatever that was cool there was some action whatever are you really enjoying the movie the way you're supposed to be the the physical nuances you know that you're seeing things you're watching these paintings and they're pointing at something like they're trying to tell you something Mm -hmm. you know it's like there's all these little nuances to the movies and again i'm only basing it on the movies because i have not read the books you really have to pay attention to every facial or like you said ripping that page out of the book and putting it in his pocket or the fact that she's pulling out everything short of a mansion out of this teeny tiny <laughs> satchel you know it's like there's so much that if you're not really f- watching it you're missing yeah it's funny um people make the joke of um, doctor who fans actually is the people who are doing it that as soon as David Tennant was in one of the movies, they suddenly got tents and things that were bigger on the inside because that's what it's like on Doctor Who with the TARDIS. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, you never know. The Doctor does get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> you got anything else? Because uh, my belly is a grumbling. I'm surprised you can't hear it on the, the microphone. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I've just, I've said it multiple times. The Harry Potter franchise is clever and complex and yes, it's just fantastic. And I think people really need to give it more of a chance than they do. Coming from a 46-year-old woman who found it this year in 2022, it is worth spending the time, money, whatever on because like even when my nephews weren't here and then I have to go rewatch it because they came over, I was renting them when they weren't here because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Like I couldn't <laughs> wait for the next storyline, how they were going to resolve this. It, it It is worth every single second of sitting down to watch. I Even will, the ones that you said you didn't like, I still think it moves the story forward well, yes, in they, a way that is you can't, imperative. You can't skip them because there is right. stuff in there you need to know. But right. it's just there are certain ones that I don't really like. Like I like when I was rewatching them and I got to Goblet of Fire, I was like, no, oh, I really don't want to watch this, but I have to. <laughs> well, it's, you know, we talked about Walking Dead. There were some story arcs. So I'm like, okay, we're done. Let's move yeah. forward. Sometimes... You know, just like in books, like, okay, do we really need to talk about them driving in the car? Well, yes, we do, because they didn't fly or teleport. <laughs> yeah. There is one moves thing. The story forward. There is one thing, one last thing I will say about Harry Potter that I didn't say because I said it in my blog, so I didn't even think to say it here. But I always, always 
have a Harry Potter marathon during Christmas season. And I'm not the only one. I've heard several people say that on YouTube lately. And there are several reasons for it. One, pretty much every movie has a Christmas scene of some kind in it. Yes. Yes. Two, when when the movies originally came out in theaters, they came out in December. So if you saw them when they originally came out in, in theaters, to you, to the you individually, it's a Christmas movie because you saw it during Christmas time. Well, it makes sense too, though, that they have a Christmas in every single episode because they're in school. Yeah. So they come back, well, and, you know, there's no reason to have a summer episode because they're not in school. Right. And then the third thing that for me always makes it feel Christmas, like I wouldn't consider it a Christmas movie, like, it, you know, in the definition of a Christmas movie, it's not. But the, the, there's a Christmas feel to all of them because every single movie is about family and togetherness mm-hmm. and, you know, the miracles in everyday life. And, you know, it's just the general feel of every single, even the last one, the general feel of every single Harry Potter movie is the same inner warmth that you feel at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right, well, that was our Harry Potter episode. In other words, me talking a lot. (laughs) Um, Which is going to happen again in the next episode because Lynn is going to interview me about Supernatural. And we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Get Mystical and would like to email the hostesses, you can do so at letsgetmysticalpodcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook group both of which will be listed in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you.